But as there's always a silver lining, um, this has been a time of reflection for many people. You know, it most certainly has been for me. And I've been able to, you know, reflect on things and, you know, ch chart a course of action moving forward, you know? I was laying awake in bed the other evening and regret came to mind. I started thinking on regret. Now, some of the tough thing, one of the tough, well, one of the many tough things to stomach about regret is admitting it. Who wants to admit they have regrets? You know, because it's like opening a can of worms. You know, it's like tugging on a thread. The more you tug, the more comes unraveled, you know, like the more you tug at it, the more it unravels, you know, it's like opening a can of worms, regret. And, you know, I would be dishonest to say that I don't have regrets in my life. Here I am, a man, 33 years old, um, a recovering alcoholic, three plus years of sobriety. I drank for 16 years. I started at the age of 14. Um, that caused me some pain and anguish um, in my personal life, in my career as a uh, actor, comedian, um, in the day gig, in the day hustle of my day jobs that I've worked, you know, construction, janitorial, labor, warehouse, call center, um, retail. <laughs> I was a fucking newspaper newsy, you know, extra, extra, read all about it. Get your fucking newspaper, you know, fucking blackout, drunk, hungover, first thing in the morning, uh, uh, standing on the curb, handing out newspapers, like, And aside from all that, the underlying problem was always an inner turmoil, you know? The alcohol was really just an outlet for all the angst, for all the fear, anger, aggression. These are the tenements of the dark side. All that shit. You know, take a walk on the wild side. And, you know, it was all just an outlet. The alcohol was all just an outlet for that inner turmoil, inner torment. You know, I had a moment with myself. <laughs> Let's try to keep it PG. Um, I had a moment with myself. I don't know, like a week ago, I was just staring out the window and I was in like one of those deep thoughts, one of those trances, you know, you ever catch yourself in a trance when it's like, you're thinking about nothing and everything all at the same time. I was like in one of those modes. I was just like thinking of nothing and everything at the same time. And I was just like, 
staring out the window. And then like a phrase just like blurted out of my mouth. I was just like, all I had to be was decent. <laughs> and then I, I laughed a minute. I was like, <laughs> just something, the words just came to me. All I had to be was decent. All I had to be was decent. I didn't know how to be decent. I didn't know what decent was. I wasn't raised decently. More often than not, I wasn't treated decently. And I behaved indecently. You know? And that's the danger of regret. You start, like, for example, how can you, you know, there's so many actions so many things that I did that I wish I didn't do, but it's like the danger being if I, if I regret my actions, what's the point of that? I have to regret the whole mindset that led me to those actions. It's the mindset, not the action, where my regret lives. How do you hear this? This is like the quarantine, like tribal call. Do you hear that? Somebody's banging on a pot and pan. Um, you know, when the neighbors, I don't know if it happens in your area, the neighbors, they start clanging and banging bells and whistles at like 7.30. 7.30, that's when they do it in my neighborhood. I guess it's 7.30. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl, but that was 30 years ago. Now she's broken all alone at the Copa, Copa Cabana. You know, it's funny I talk about regret because you, you hear like I was I've been thinking about ways to like get more involved with this like tribal town call the smoke signal this shout out to the community that they do and it's like I mourn the loss of my innocence man like there was a time when I used to just like I still have a lot of interest and love for people, but I'm. what comes to mind is that phrase from that Arcade Fire song, you know? Something filled up my heart with nothing. Someone told me not to cry. Now that I'm older, my heart's colder and I can see that it's a lie. You know, I was like, should I clang bells and rant and rave with the neighbors? I was like, ah, fuck them motherfuckers, right? I have such a such a 
fucking dual relationship with just how I interact with people. That's part of the regret. You know, I think that's relatable to all people. I don't want to paint myself into a corner. I don't want to paint myself into a box where it's like, oh, I'm so separate from people. But that's like the, that's the, that's the loss of innocence where it's like, you know, you, you fuck up, you get your, you get kicked in the teeth, kicked in the balls. You start putting up walls, you know? You know, and that's, that's kind of where some of my regret lies in this day and age. Hope you guys can still, I hope you can still hear the fucking pots and pans are still going. Um, but it's like the joy that I used to feel as a child to just jump and play and be a part of community. Today as a, a man who's been around the block, it's almost like a revulsion. <laughs> but I don't want to paint myself into such a separate corner because it's like, that's just the loss of youth. Sorry. Rather, um, the loss of innocence, you know? It's the loss of innocence because it's like, you know, you start piling on the experience and with experience comes time and with time comes you know successes and failures and then what can be garnered from that is like regret regrets for what would have been what could have been you know what i mean you know you start you you know and the danger being you know how do you regret the actions you make without regretting the mindset and it all goes back professionals can tell you people with common sense can tell you it's in the childhood it's in the it's in the deep recesses of the childhood you know the mourning of the you know when you mourn your inner child the loss of innocence but um you know I'm closer today towards towards I think it's the humility that I was forced to learn you know there's such a large ego that the human being carries on their shoulder and it it's definitely just knocked off in the face of um, challenge. You got to rise to certain challenges and the ego can get in the way. And if you put it down, that's an advantage to move forward. When you put down that ego and you break down those walls and you start, you start operating from a, a place of personal power versus from a place of societal pressure you know keeping up with the joneses putting on airs impressing the neighbors flexing stunting you know mean mugging 
Yeah. It all comes from how we were raised and coming to terms with that. And, you know, whether or not you had a great childhood or a piss-poor one, whether or not you made good decisions with your friends, your family, your relationships, whatever that has entailed for you in your life and how you relate to regret, the beautiful, the beautiful news, when was the last time the news was beautiful? But the beautiful news is we can take this time of pandemic and uncertainty to reemerge into society in a different, insightful version of ourselves. Society will undoubtedly be different post-pandemic. And why not change with it? And why not feel what we need to feel? Ain't nothing wrong with getting a little dramatic. You know, get a little dramatic. It's good for you. I'm trying to make a career of it. I love the drama, you know, as a thespian, you know, get a little dramatic, you know, mourn your inner child, mourn the, you know, the loss of innocence and the, the, the guarded, gritty, fucking curmudgeoned, fucking sour puss that you've developed into. You know, mourn the child and mourn that loss of innocence of your inner child and feel it and really reemerge, you know, able to love, able to live, and able to put aside that ego. I think I heard this on an episode of Dr. Phil, by the way. You know where your problem is? You got a bad fucking attitude. You haven't reconciled your inner child. You're a fucking alcoholic. You got mama, mommy issues, you know? You got daddy issues. Your life's in turmoil. You're a fucking mess. You know? I used to rush home to Dr. Phil every day when I was a drunk, right? I crack open a beer. You know, chug it. <laughs> you know, then I'm watching Dr. Phil. You know what your problem is? You got tissue issues. You know, you got a bad attitude. You got a horrible childhood. I'm like, oh, save me, Dr. Phil. Save me, Dr. Phil. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm not an animal. I'm not an animal. You fucking treat me this way. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your mother. Your mother's cut. Your mother's cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we gotta feel the drama. We gotta mourn that loss of innocence and mourn whatever it is that we need to mourn, learn what it is that we need to learn, and reemerge and grow with the times. Yeah. So. Hey, it's tough to open that door to regret. You know, it's like an alternate universe, man. You know, you, you see the past skeletons of your dead self. But, you know, to embrace that is a strength in itself. 
How do you know where you're going if you don't know where you came from? You know? How do you learn? You know? Experience. You know? Gotta learn from it. So, um, going forward, you know, I am very happy and grateful. Grateful for the all experiences. Grateful that I'm still healthy and happy. You know? As, uh, you know... Yeah, I'm happy. I, I, I'm pretty, um, you know, <laughs> you, you know, m mentioning happiness is always weird on camera because then you're forced to smile, you know. I'm happy. Or is it, I'm happy. Well, I'm happy, you know. It's like, you know, I, I just, I just, um. I would like it to be a little bit more um, self-evident, you know. Um, I, I want to see it more in my actions, even though I know that I am happy and I have my humility. I want to see it more in my actions. I want to see it more in the willingness, the willingness I have to take risks and be open to experiences to be open to experiences. I want to see it more in my actions versus just a mental state. Because mentally I'm grateful, I'm happy, I'm thinking on my career, I'm thinking on my future, I'm thinking on my health. I got an open heart to people, but it's all very cerebral. <laughs> cerebral, uh, cerebral, is that the word? It's all very heady. I want it to be more in my actions. But, um, I don't know. I'm happy for today. I'm happy to be speaking here with y'all. And, um, I'm happy that we heard my neighbors there. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. But that was 30 years ago. Now she's broken all alone at the Copa. Copa Cabana. <clears throat> So anyway, um, it's all been in a day's work. Um, God bless all y'all out there during coronavirus. And um, God bless y'all during this time of pandemic. And, um, you know, I'm just thankful for the gift. And I want to ex extend that out to you. I'm thankful for the gift of, um, you know, the gift of um, reflection because that's the main thing I'm taking away from this whole experience. It's like a gift of reflection. We've been given the time to reflect. So thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs>